When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the latest episode of River City 93, brought to you by Roughnecks Cars, Icarus FC, and of course, for the culture. This is your host, as always, Elliot Barr, and is joining me is two of Richmond's greater known fans on social media. Well, Shanir is not on social media. Matt is. This man is Shanir. I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. All right. Yeah, you know me, co-host Shanir Duran the second. Always here. Well, not always here, actually. <laughs> I haven't been here for a while, but yeah, I'm back. Back on. <laughs> I saved your CD for you, so that way no one can get it. Yeah, keep it warm. Just put a hot water bottle on it. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Matt Myers. Uh, you might uh, know me better from you know, Twitter uh, under the RVA's red handle. Happy to you know, be able to be here talking about the team. We are getting ready for preseason. Well, it's kind of weird to say preseason still because the season already kicked off. Uh, last night, Revs 2 beat Fort Lauderdale and won nothing in a weather delay game. Typical great USL League One soccer there, folks. Yeah. But um, pretty much the three of us, we're going to give you the complete breakdown on the team, what to expect, what to look out for. Also, some things that are going on with the club, who's left, who's staying. This is your info podcast if you want to think about it that way. So I'm going to ask you guys, where do you guys want to start off with? Do you guys want to start off with the talking points? Do you guys want to dive into the roster? Where do you want to go? I'm going to let y'all pick. Um, let's start with the, the Revs game because we're playing them next week for our first game. So, I mean, just to know what to expect basically based off of what how the game went, um, what to expect from the Revs when we go up there to New England. Yeah, so pretty much um, I didn't watch the complete game. Matt watched more of it than what I did, but I will say this. Fujiwara is someone that's going to have me biting my fingernails <laughs> next weekend. Um, he is yeah. very creative and very shafty and like pockets of space. So whoever's supposed to be marking him, does he like completely mark him? He can get open and create some danger. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, so, so. They won one nothing against Fort Lauderdale last night. I, I watched most of the game. I got to the you know lightning delay in the 81st minute. I wasn't going to sit through half an hour of you know USL ESPN Plus commercials after that. So I bounced off, came back at the very end. Uh, you caught like the last couple of minutes of stoppage time. I'm I feel pretty safe in guessing I didn't miss too much action. There was like seven minutes of actual game time I didn't see. Uh, they look solid. Uh, I think one of the key things. That uh, you know, I didn't occur to me beforehand, but once they you know, said it on the broadcast, it made a ton of sense. Is that Revs two hadn't really you know, had a chance to practice much as a team at all going into that game, but you know, because some of their guys, it sounded like including Joe Rice, you know, our, uh, you know, good friend of the podcast, uh, you know, who is you know, 
hated man of the podcast for the next week. Uh, you know, he, he and some of those guys have been in you know, first team you know, training, you know, out in Arizona or wherever the hell they were, you know, this whole time. So they really just came together as a team in that last couple of days. You know, it was kind of been a couple of groups uh, practicing together. So I imagine the next week or so they'll probably have a little bit more chance to gel. But I think this could be a really good opportunity you know, for our guys you know, to be able to you know, capitalize on a group that hasn't had a chance to work together, work out the kinks you know, quite as much. Uh, in terms of a couple of guys to look out for, uh, you know, they're forwards. Uh, Ryan Sierkowski got the winner. Uh, you know, nice left-footed shot from inside the box. Uh, he you know, came from uh, the USL Championship. I know he's in Portland for a little bit. He might have bounced around to another you know, team or two. Uh, I've seen a lot in college. He's at Michigan State, and always you know, kind of a a solid forward. Not going to wow you with anything, but he ends up getting the results a lot of times. Uh, they had Justin Rennix last night. You might, unfortunately, we remember him from uh, that game in Richmond last year. Uh, you know, he. He tore up League One when he got loaned down about halfway through the year. You know, when you, you look back at it, when he came to Revs Two, correlated very closely when Revs Two actually started winning, started shooting up the table and you know, knocking off us, knocking off Omaha, knocking off Greenville, all the good teams in the league along the way. Uh, so you have those guys. Uh, you got this guy Hearn uh, in defense. He's uh, you know he's a rookie out of Georgetown. They won the national championship uh, last time there was a national championship in NCAA soccer. They got. Uh, Brought in Jake Rosansky. Uh, you know, he's over in Israel the last couple of years. He previously was at uh, in college at uh, both Maryland and Virginia. Uh, played two years at each. Yeah, uh, so you know, really you know, kind of you know, tidy midfielder can spray the ball around pretty well. So they have talent. I think the question is just going to be you know the supporting pieces around them. How do they all you know, fit together and have they learned how to play together yet? Yeah, that seems to be the thing with refs too. Like it's a me and Matt was saying before the show. Like that's a team that can. You know, challenge for a playoff spot. They're not going to make it, but they can. You know, they're going to knock off someone who you're not expecting to. But it's all about like, also. I'll say it right does now. Does Bruce Arena pick that roster? Oh, you got okay. See, I'll put it out there know. right now. They're in. They're into they're the playoffs. In. Yeah. I would say they're probably because I don't know how North Texas look because North Texas is always kind of. You know how North it's Texas can get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brevsu is probably one of the better built two teams out there. I wanted a better build. Unlike Fort Lauderdale, who literally put their roster out, I think, 24 hours before the game? Wow. Um, yeah, lovely COVID time. Uh- <laughs> no, nah, I don't think it's COVID. I think they literally just found 20 guys. It was just like, here, here you go. Here's a contract. Play for the year. Have fun. <laughs> well, I mean – Here's my my take on it. I mean, I, I do feel that a lot of the USL League One teams, they have that look at the beginning of the season, like you're like, okay, this team's going to be a pushover. But by the time you get halfway through the season, they are a danger. I mean, New England was that last year. They started off pretty bad. And as you were saying, Matt, like almost halfway through the season, they really started to pick up the pace, started knocking off teams that they had no business beating. And uh, so it... It, that's that's the crazy thing about USL League One. You're gonna get those upsets all the time, and it's gonna not just gonna be a one-off game upset. It's gonna be like a team that's been terrible goes on like a a, a great undefeated streak or something. So I I wouldn't count out Fort Lauderdale doing something like that at some point in the season as well. By the way things went last year. 
Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's go on and move into the other points. Um, our boy O Alex got called up to uh, you know, World Cup qualifiers. Did any of y'all, either one of y'all, get a chance to look at either one of the games, or y'all just kind of just saw the results? I was looking for the game somewhere to watch or watch the highlights. I could not find it. Whenever I typed it in, it showed some game from like back in 1997 or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I caught a, had a little bit of it on uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, you know, home of all the World Cup, you know, qualifying of every random game that you could ever imagine, seemingly right now that ESPN doesn't have. Uh, I think I saw their uh, most of what I saw was more of their Curacao game where uh, they didn't do as well. Uh, and uh, but you know, it's turf field. I mean, there's a talent difference between the teams. You know, if you oh, yeah. lose, you know, four or five nothing, it's not by accident most of the time. Uh, you know, so. Uh, I'm glad you know. Glad he got you know gold. Glad he's able to help his uh, you know team out. Glad he came back healthy. Uh, not gonna lie, that was yes. my major concern. Out of all yeah. that, uh, yeah. And then uh, hopefully uh, you know all those people down there are doing well with the volcano that you know erupted. You know, can't remember if it was yesterday, or the day before, recently. But uh, you know, hopefully they, you know all of them are uh, doing all right. Yeah, most definitely. Definitely wish the best for them. Um, he did score a goal against uh, the British version. I was just dope to see. You know, he opened up scoring. But, yeah. Matt, you won't lie. That Carousel game, like, it was like the baby, like, Netherlands squad versus, like, a Rex squad. Like, I think the opening 30 seconds, Carousel scored off of a misplay oh, yeah. ball by St. Like, it was bad. And I was like, oh, this is not going to turn out good. Um, and other news, as always. Kickers, I'm going to blame Patrick Woods, even though he probably bears no responsibility in this. Oh, we, we still don't have a kicker's jersey. Yeah, <laughs> we still don't have a kicker's jersey, home or away or alternate. So we don't know what we're going to wear. I feel like we're probably going to wear the training tops this year for the first game out, and then they'll roll out the jerseys in May. <laughs> probably be the way how the season goes. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling we might might hear something, uh, you know, once, twice three times this week. Yeah, yeah, but I need them to drop something, like, now. Like, Ford don't play a game to, like, I think mid-May, and they're already dropping jerseys. Greenville already got this out. So that's about it so well, far. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the two teams. When you're, just a, when you're just a shirt company, what else are you going to do? Uh, yeah, this is also true. That's also true. <laughs> um, Matt, you could probably talk about this a little bit. Um, the concussion sub rule will be used this year in uh, I think MLS, USL League One, and the Championship. Is it being used in NWSL? I know it's being used in NISA, but it, I don't know if it's being used in NWSL. I'm not sure on that one. Uh, but yeah, basically you know, the idea is that uh, you know, US soccer is kind of being a good testing ground for FIFA with the concussion sub. So. The idea is that you, we don't want we don't want people out there you know, running around with concussions, right? But we also know that you know, guys don't want to you know, hurt the team by having to you know, come off, especially late in games. They're out of subs and be down to ten. So basically, it's you know penalty, uh, you know, free substitute you know, that you can be able to utilize uh, you know, if somebody has a uh, head injury. Yeah, and I think the way I saw it working, I know at MLS is it you get five subs. And then if you get, I think, two concussion subs, so seven subs in total, but if I you use so. one of those concussion subs, then the other team gets another sub they can use. So pretty it's much we're getting like to that. the point where it's like the NBA, you can pretty much rotate the whole team in and out. <laughs> Practically. 
I mean, if you're looking at seven, but I, I'm, I've always been a big advocate for this because when I always just shake my head whenever you see these games all over the world where, you know, someone gets bashed upside the head and then two minutes later, they're coming back on with their head bandaged up like they just came out of World War II. And it's like, I, 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 to me, it's always been a situation of that's not healthy at all for the players. And I, I feel the players need to be protected over the entertainment value. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's one of these things where it's a good rule to have. It's one you never, you hope you never actually have to use at all because you don't want anybody to you know, get hurt like that. And uh, I, the counter argument is always, well, we don't want you know teams trying to you know play you know game it up and you know skirt the rules. I'd rather err on that side of it. And if it really becomes a problem, yeah, we can fix that later on. But I'd rather err on the side of the you know player safety. And if you know, some coach really wants to you know try to uh, you know kind of angle shoot it little bit you know that speaks more about them i think yeah. yeah that's true i think this is a rule pretty much to set up just to protect the players and we probably need more of that especially when you get lower and lower in soccer um so that helps out a lot so lastly before we start off going into the roster everything matt you were able to see the team in a couple of preseason games me and Chanel won't because we thought closed door meant closed door until we brought you on yeah. and we learned closed door meant Starting your door. So yeah, <laughs> talk to us about how preseason closed, went. Closed door just means nobody's at the door. <laughs> so if I happen to be there, uh, what I might have seen, uh, I think the team's going to look good. Yeah, uh, it looks like there's you know, yeah, I think there's going to be a pretty you know, clear at least at the start of the year first eleven. Uh, so the games that they've gone you know, through, they have played themselves you know, a few times. I'm not going to. You know, break down that stuff because what's the point of reporting on playing against you know our you know, first team against reserves? But they played uh, Virginia United, uh, who you know, we played in the Open Cup a couple years ago. Took care of them. I think it was five nothing. Uh, you know, all in the first half, and then you know, kind of took the uh, you know, foot off the accelerator in the second half. You know, still controlled the play and everything, but clearly we're not you know, just pressing forward like crazy. Uh, they went up to. You know, Philly beat uh, Union 2 4 nothing. They beat uh, North Carolina FC, our new league rivals, uh, 3 nothing. So that's the actual game work that we've had so far. Uh, and yeah, as we go through the roster, we, we can kind of break down you know, who's been doing what, who's how everybody's been looking, what we can expect you know, throughout the year. But uh, preseason pre- results don't always mean a whole lot, right? Yeah, you know, because you, know, you don't know if you know, other teams are really, you know, rolling out, going 100%. You know, it's time to, you know, try to get things out. You know, it's time to you know, be able to build stuff up. But, uh, you know, I'd rather be, you know, working from a position where, hey, everything's going well rather than walking into the season of, all right, so we're drawing college teams, you know, week after week. And we're, you know, dropping a, you know, you know one nothing squeaker against, you know, maybe a, maybe a really good college team like the UVA or something. But, yeah, I'd rather be walking it. Yeah, you know, I'm a big believer that uh, you know, winning breeds winning. So I'd rather keep winning. Yeah, yeah. To see us, you know, actual teams of good competition instead of like barely beating to uh, Bologna's. Um. So yeah. So before we head into the roster, I got some stats. Last year we were fourth in the table 
he had eight wins, two draws, six losses. On the road, we I don't know if we were better or worse, but we had three wins, two draws, three losses on the road. At home, we had five wins, three losses at home. Um, of course, Emmy was team highest goal scorer with 10. The next highest had two. So that tells you, like, goal scoring is probably a priority this year, of course. Ian Antley had three assists last year. Riley Kraft led the team with four. Uh, he's no longer on the squad, of course. Offensively, we were the we had the fifth highest shots on target, but we were tenth in big chances created with only sixteen, and we were tied for first in big chances missed with twenty one. Defensively, we were seventh in goals conceded with one point four goals a game, um, and we were seventh in clean sheets with three, fourth in saves per match with three point three. The team finished eleventh in accurate passes, so we finished dead bottom. Uh, with 243 and average possession of 44%. But on the positive side of that, we were fourth in position one in the final third 69 times. So that lets you know how the team pretty much set up. It was very high attacking, not a lot of possession, the total opposite of Bulo ball. And, of course, Emmy was the go-to boot winner and USL League won the MVP and USL first team. No other player on Richmond last year. Got on the first or second team. I still make my case that Avon should have been at least on the second team last year or in the running for defensive player of the year. But that's just me. I I I agree. I agree with uh with your uh claim on Avon. Um he was lights out last season, especially compared to the season before where he was not very good, a lot of times just lost at sea. Um Another thing is with you looking at the stats with regards to Emmy, um, 10 goals from your attacking midfielder, basically, which is, which was most of the time the position played, that kind of uh, put uh, an emphasis on the fact that we need a consistent striker. Because, um, I mean, who we had at striker, I mean, he was, he was, good at moving off the ball and hold up play and pressing but at the end of the day what you need a striker to do is to score goals a lot of times that's where most of your goals will come from so if if the player that's scoring the most goals is coming from deeper most of the times there will not be as many goals for the team in general i mean so at this point i really hope that during the off season we had a situation where they were working on a lot of the situations with the strikers, getting the strikers on point, on par, and ready to go. Um, I know last year we had issues with the season getting delayed, and then a couple of our strikers getting injured, and you know, so there was that situation. But hopefully, this season we can get someone. I think we have one new striker coming in. Uh, we got a few. We got more attacking options. I would say that this year. I think like this yeah, year, if he wanted to, yeah. yeah, if he wanted to, he can go like, oh, Alex and Stanley are top, or um, Zachariah. You know, he he can, he can flip about. We're not like if Emmy goes down hurt, we're not you know struggling like we were last year. We're not like in a panic. There's other people that can pick exactly. up the. Ball. Um, so also before I know I keep teasing <laughs> our new additions, but I'm gonna go and just round out uh the kickers that left this year before we go into the team fully. 
So fan favorite Wahab Akwe is off to Lounge United. Uh, Kyle Vintner has retired. He's now a coach at uh, Arizona Woman. Uh, he's an assistant coach there. John Luco Cuomo, we don't know where he's at. I've tried looking. I haven't seen anything. So if any fans know, let us know. Uh, Scott Thompson retired. He's now a youth coach with the Kickers. And Wape, I'm pretty sure he's at Grove Soccer Academy. I haven't seen him, you know, sign up to any team to play. Uh, Boateng, I couldn't confirm this or not, so maybe you guys can. Is he back in Ghana? You guys know? I don't. I haven't. I, I don't know. All I know is that I, he randomly started following me on Instagram like two weeks ago out of nowhere. Yeah, he did too. And I was like, "Well, okay, this is kind of weird." But, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think he's back in Ghana, but I don't, I'm not sure. Um, Greg Beam is nowhere to be found. He's not really on social media, and I didn't see him with any club. Uh, Mr. Riley Kraft has left the club. He's not signed with anyone, but. Um, we did see that he was recovered from injury, so we're wishing him all the best and possibly see him sign with a club in the championship, not in League One, because I would really hate it if he comes back to League One in a different club's colors. Amos, okay, so Amos, I have a soft spot for. I really hope he can get like some gains underneath his legs because the last two years, man, it has been rough on that kid. Yeah. Like injury after injury. Um, he's at South Bend Lions now in USL League Two. Uh, David Diozo, he's with New Amsterdam FC at Nisa up in uh, New York. Lee Johnson is not with a club. Matt Brumo is not with a club. And Hassan Pinto, who is the sister to Brianna Pinto, who we did an episode with of Can I Kick It, is at Loudon United with Hob Aqui. So there's a little bit of Richmond link there. So we can now say that we are the uh, parent club to Loudon United. Uh huh. <laughs> We could put that out there. <laughs> we're no longer like the little brother in this relationship now. We're kind of like, all right, yeah, we're you can take our players. Brother. Here you go. Have some fun. <laughs> yeah. In the lower league, which is weird. <laughs> hey, that's how you start. Right, that's so, how you start. It's a building process. Yeah, it is. All right, y'all. So, you guys ready to get into these uh, new kickers players? Let's go. All right. So, who is up first? Shanir, you're you up first up. with uh, Mr. Uh, Wong. Yes. So I'll let you go. Uh, I'll be myself. Pablo Monticelli. Um, Monticelli. Monticelli. Not sure how to pronounce it. Kickers, let me know. Um, he's a defender. He's originally from OCB. Um, he was born in El Paso, Texas. Uh, I, I think he'll be coming in as a left back because that is mostly the position he's Played. He can play center back if need be. He's a left. He could play as a left-footed center back, which is something that would be very valuable. Twenty-three years old, so he's still young. Um, he, from what I saw of his tapes, because I'm, I'm like Matt, I wasn't able to see any of the preseason games. From what I saw of his highlight tapes, he, um, he seems to be good at finding ways to play out of the back. Um, his passing range is pretty good between short passes, medium range passes, long diags. He can perform all of them if given the time and hopefully, um, he will be, but even if he isn't, his composure seemed to be very good from some of the situations where he was under a lot of pressure and still able to find the right pass out. Um, 
his first touch is really good from what I saw. Uh, so hopefully he will be able to provide us with uh, maybe a center back uh, situation um, or be uh, left back as maybe as a backup for Ian Adley. Um, I would say maybe would be the situation. But um, one good thing on the defensive side with him is he tends to not fully commit to tackles, which is a good thing because if you, a lot of times if you see someone goes in for a slide tackle and they completely miss, now that's one player out of the game because you, you're, you're on the ground and gone. He stays on his feet a lot. If he misses a tackle, he's still in a position where he can recover very quickly. Um, he, so he, he doesn't slide very much. He maintains relevance within any play going on. He's strong in the air. And um, he's not scared to get physical, which is something that I like. I always like players that are not scared to go toe-to-toe with other players and, you know, get physical. Basically, let them know that they're there. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm looking forward to seeing how much he can bolster our defense and uh, maybe see if when we need to – it seems like when we need a more defensive-type fullback, he would be the option. Um, If we need a more attacking fullback, I would – much rather either um, Ian Anthony or Devontae. So l- let me hop in there because I got to, you know, again, I definitely haven't seen him a couple times uh, mm-hmm. you know, so far. Uh, so he seems to go by Monty. Yeah, it seems to be what you know, most of the guys call him. So I feel like that can be our easy way of getting around the pronunciation is okay. to call him Monty. Uh, I'm always positive he's going to be our starting step back, uh, starting left back. You know, going forward dude has wheels you know so think about uh you know Antley, you know sprinting down the right side last year i think monty might be faster you know i'm not 100 percent certain cause i haven't seen him like you know, haven't seen him you know, run 100 you know 100 against each other or anything but uh you know the boy's got wheels you know, right there so you know he can get up that and down that you know left side uh you know him and bolaños you know kind of uh you know trading off you know working together you know down the flank because uh bolaños is not a slow poke either so they're going to be able to you know, burn stuff up out there. Uh, I'm going to put it out there. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not back next year, not because we don't want him back, but because he's moving on up. So wait, wait, you really think he think he's going to be the starting left back? I w- I'll bet y'all, uh, you know, whatever you want right now. Assuming he's not injured, he's starting on Saturday. Ooh, wow. Okay, all right. I like that. Wow. I like that. All right, Matt. <laughs> You are uh, you're up next, my man. All right. So next up, uh, we got uh, Zaka Moran. Uh, he's you know one of the our new Argentine you know, signees. Uh, you know, twenty five year old center midfielder. Uh, came the team from uh, River Plate. You know, in Argentina. Uh, he's been there. Had a couple of loans with other uh, Argentinian you know, clubs along the way. Never fully broken with the River First team, uh, obviously, because uh, oh, we love you know, the kickers. Uh, we're not in the position to be stealing guys off their first team. Those guys, those guys are going over to Europe most of the time uh, instead of uh, to uh, USL League One. Uh, but he's going to be good. Uh, a, a little fun fact with him, you know, he was on the you know, 2013 Argentina U-17 World Cup squad, got into a game for them in that you know, competition you know, as well. So he's got a, you know, a taste of the uh, you know, international world pedigree. Uh, 
basically he's going to be a, you know, a defensive midfielder this year. He's going to be able to cover a lot of space. Uh, if you all listened to uh, Elliot's interview with Akira earlier in the week, you know, that this is the guy that Akira geared in on as the guy that's going to you know, really surprise people. He's going to you know, be able to uh, help connect you know, the defense you know, into the you know, midfield, into the attack. Uh, I'll also not be surprised in any way whatsoever he ends up leading the team in yellow cards. Uh, he's going to get stuck in. He's not going to be afraid to you know, throw his you know, body around in there, but he's a good player. Uh, he's, I, I suspect he's going to be the kind of you know, guy where we love him and the rest of the league hates him. You know, one of those you know, types. So uh, I'm excited for him. Other fun facts, he's wearing number six, first guy for the kickers to wear you know, six since Rob Ucrop. Uh, so they brought that number out of retirement. Uh, you know, Rob deemed you know, him you know, worthy of being able to you know, wear you know, the six shirt. So uh, I'm excited you know, for what Zaka can be able to bring to the table. Uh, I think he's you know, uh, going to be able to integrate well with the team. And uh, I think he's going to be uh, very much a favorite at City Stadium. Yeah, if he's wearing number six, homeboy got to be legit. He got to be legit. Yeah. <laughs> if you're rocking six, you got to be legit. All right, so um, I'm up next. I have the first generational player in uh, Richmond Kickers history, uh, Mr. Austin Causey. Uh, he played for Richmond United. His dad is Jeff Causey, of course. He played for the Revs in 97 to 03. He is also a Man City and a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I found that out, so I'm going to poke a lot of fun with him because he has poor choice in teams. Um, uh, he, to I me, like that loss. <laughs> oh my god! Um, to me personally, he's he's going to be a death goalkeeper. I don't think he's probably going to get a start. Now, if we had a U.S. Open Cup game, I, I imagine he'll probably would have started in that. Um, but he's going to be the third, third choice keeper. Um, he might get a start here and there if the kickers lock up a pl- uh, playoff spot with games to go. Um, you know, Darren might just throw him in there. But from talking to Akira, he's a really strong kid in the box. He's good in the air, uh, real good with his feet. But he's just, you know, young. He's 19 years old. So I think he's a signing that the kickers are looking to keep him for a year or two, see how he develops. You never know. He might be the next Joe Rice. Um, and with that said, I'm going to pass it. Oh, God. I go back again. God. All right. So I have uh, Mr. Jalen Chrysler. Um, he comes from us from Detroit City FC and the Peak Team. I'm not saying her name on this podcast. I'm not saying it. Um, from what I'm watching okay. from his videos. Yeah. You know, that team up there. Like Bo Stimpeckler. <laughs> No, it wasn't Bo. Uh, what was Ohio State's head coach? He used to call them that team up north. That's what I'm going to start calling them from now on. <laughs> that pink team. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I can't remember his name. I should remember because he was the coach that I, I laughed at the hardest when I found out that he choked a Clemson player to end his career. Not saying I laughed at the fact that he choked a player, but the fact that he actually thought it was cool to choke a player is like, like wow, that's how you ended your career? That's insane. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so back to Chrysler. He is very good in the air. Um, one on one, I would say the one down on him is tracking back. He seems to get lost in space. So if there's multiple like attackers running in his direction, he kind of loses which one to pick up. 
Um, he'll probably go for more of the inside player since he plays the center back. But with his height, he's really good in the air, so he's going to be great on corners or free kicks. Um, he's a physical yet smart defender, and what I mean by that is, you ever seen that defender that is like, he's just all strength, so he's just throwing his body around and not really paying attention to what he's doing. He's just trying to just outbody people and not thinking about, like, I can hold this player up or I can play this ball here or I can make the defender move. I mean, make the attacker move here. Um, he's very smart with that, so I'll give him props for that. And I would say that right now, I once again, I haven't seen preseason. But if I had to bet, I think he is probably going to be the starter with Avon opening day just because he has the most experience out of the two new center backs they brought in. That's just my guess. Yeah, I think you're about right on that. Uh, I think he's probably going to start. Uh, looking forward to seeing what new Jalen brings. I got one beef with this guy right now. You know, what, you know, what is that? Jalen, Jalen man. You got you got to fix your social media profiles, dude. You know you, you fixed up you know the you know, Twitter bio and everything. Uh, you got to change your pictures, dude. You're still you know you know rocking the picture with that other team you know gear and not that other team's logo. You know, get, you know Jessica Hendricks. She's taken probably a million pictures of you this preseason. You've seen them. You know, get her permission to use one of them for your new profile pics. We don't you know we w- we want to give you all the love. You're making it hard for us, my man. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, he got he got six days. He got to change that, man. He got to change that. <laughs> yeah, TikTok, TikTok, that change going now. <laughs> right, you can't be out here rocking the uh the evil empire, man. You can't have that out here. You can't have that. Um, Matt, you are up next. You are oh, back at all the Argentina players. I love this. You're up next, man. right? You're the ones who assigned them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. but I went like in snake order, so I didn't realize it until like I actually looked, and I was like, "Back at all the Argentinians." Oh, yeah, two, all, all two, right? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, so next up, uh, Hernan Gonzalez. Uh, you know, Shanir was talking earlier about you know our need for you know center forward to be able to help out Emmy. This is our guy right here you know, for this. Right. So he's 29 years old. He's uh he's kind of been a nomad throughout South America. You know, looking through it, he's played in. Argentina, he's played in Brazil, he's played in Chile, he's played in Ecuador. You know, he's bounced around you know, quite a bit. So uh, you know, he's you know, going to be you know, your really solid uh, center forward. He can play back you know, to the goal, be able to be that target man if necessary. Uh, has the nickname El Tanque, uh, the tank, you know, in case uh, your Spanish is not fully up to, to speed uh, on that. You know, so you know, 6'1", you're pretty solidly built. Right there, but he's not just like a you know old school you know play the ball up to him he knocks it down sort of thing he has ball skills he uh he likes to try stuff you know so he's not afraid to go for you know the you know, spectacular finish you know maybe even sometimes when he doesn't need the spectacular finish uh you know but he's going to put in goals I think he's got like three or four you know in the preseason you know so far so he's you know able to you know produce he's you know going to be somebody who uh likes to be able to really you know play that offside line. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if he does rack up some offsides here or there. I'm fine with that. I'd much rather you know that than playing passively uh along the way. Uh so I you know I think you know you know Hernan's gonna be, you know, uh a really good addition to this team. He's gonna bring something different than what we've had in the past. Because you know, even last year, uh you know 
Stanley's got you know uh, a good vertical profile, but you know he's uh, he's not a Tonke uh, by any means. He's a little bit more of a, you know a flare big guy you know than a post up you know, kind of guy. So I think you know, Pranad's going to be able to bring you know, that good addition. Uh, he can drop back you know in the midfield and help you know, to be able to release some pressure and you know, get to the transition moving that way. Uh, looking forward to seeing what you know, he can be able to bring. Only thing I have to say about Hernan is, um, I I need my man to let it go. He he got it. He just he just got to bald it. He just got to let it go. He's hey, not there anymore, man. I, I'm not gonna hate on a guy for uh, you know trying to hang on. <laughs> hey. He's that's Have you seen the hey, pictures? I'm, yeah, I'm, sometimes you just gotta be honest with yourself and be like, you know what? Let's just take it all off and let's let's pull the Z done. Let's hey, look. <laughs> yeah, man, because at one point I think he had to like, like swooshed up, and then halfway through the game it was like full back, and I'm like, oh, this ain't good. <laughs> yeah, at, at least somebody's got you know on the teams you know, got uh, you know some at least noticeable flow of some sort. Uh, you know, I feel like the team overall, outside of uh, you know Moonbees, you're a little lacking in you know the uh, you know hair department as a whole. So while <laughs> Maybe it's not ideal. Yeah, you know, at least it's something different, a little uh, distinctive. Yeah, that's 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 true. I'll, I'll give him that. I give him that. Um, Shanir, you are next, my man. Yes, I've got uh, Esteban Calvo. Now, Esteban Calvo. Uh, last year, he was at FC Tucson. Uh, we, I got a little bone to pick with him, and home, hopefully, he can redeem himself in my eyes. Um, he's from San Jose. He's a right back. He can play uh, defensive midfield if need be. He's originally from Costa Rica. Now, the reason why I say I have a bone to pick with him, because remember that phenomenal volley Mwape took against them, got past the keeper, and there was a goal line save from a defender? Yeah, that was this guy. So, <laughs> Mwape almost had goal of the season, and this guy ruined it. But, hey, I'd rather him doing that for us than doing that for someone else. So hopefully he can redeem himself in my eyes and uh, show us something good. Um, he's a very imposing figure, especially when you think about it as a fullback. As a full, in a fullback position, normally you think um, not really that big, small, quick. But he's an imposing figure. But he still has enough pace to hang with quite a few wingers. Um and he can definitely close down crosses very, very well. He reminds me a little bit of Juan Basaka in that in that aspect of the way he can just close down crosses, make sure those crosses don't come in, extend that leg. And he is really good at closing down space, like moving across his space. He's had many situations where he has, for Tucson, where he has come up, Cross to 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 help out just one of the center backs, like at pace, like he can close down space very quickly. Um, he also likes to get involved with the attack, from what I saw at Tucson, which is something that I personally, in my personal preference of the aesthetic of the game, I like to see a fullback that will take the risk of overlapping and getting involved with the attack, as long as they know their defensive responsibilities. Um, most of his clearances, I mean, a lot of times you'll see players when they 
clear the ball, I mean, it's like they just hoof it long. Like a lot of his clearances, they will have a lot of direction and they'll find another player, another a teammate. So a lot of times it looks like every time he clears the ball, he gets lucky, but he's actually looking for players. So, um, so basically, yeah, his distribution is good. Uh, and he can be dangerous in the attack, which is why sometimes Tucson used him as a defensive midfielder, a central defensive midfielder, to kind of kind of pry into the attack and get involved. He can he can be dangerous in the attack as well. So that's another fullback that we have that can really do some damage. So hopefully that comes to play. What he did for Tucson, he can do for us and more under Darren. I wonder how that conversation went. I wonder if he ever <laughs> came across black and be like, yeah, just because you cleared it off the line meant that I scored it. So I want to thank you for that. I mean, we still draw the game, but when I realized that it was him who cleared it, I was like, oh. I was like, really? <laughs> this is going to be complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he could have remember- been a, a, the villain, but uh, thankfully yeah. it worked out. Yeah. He could have very yeah, much so, yeah, I don't think you know, we're going to see him right away you know, this season. I think he's probably going to be a guy who you know, builds into the team a little bit more, you know, behind you know, Antley and you know, kind of uh, you know, establishes himself you know, as we get deeper into the season. But uh, as we saw last year when Antley and uh, Devontae both went down, depth's not a bad thing to have, right? Uh, so yes. you know, I think uh, you know, what did we had last year, we had like you know, Luke playing back there a little bit, we had Boldick playing back there at times. You know, I feel like it. You know, anybody with the pulse plays right back at some point in the second half of the season. You know, yeah. So uh, I think getting that depth in there is going to be uh, a positive for this team. Yeah, I agree. I think the more depth, the better, especially defensively. Because um, like you said, we were playing anyone at right and left back last year. I think it got to the point where it was just like, can you walk? Or, yeah, you're playing left back tonight. <laughs> It really Just throw a right. dart at the board. Whoever hits, you're playing left back. Yeah, it was weird because I would make a listen to like our um, end of the year podcast where we covered the Chattanooga game, and we like I didn't realize it until I went back and listen. Like Luke Pavone literally played, I think seven positions that night. He played left yep. back, right back, right wing, right wing, left wing, right mid, uh, right mid. A striker and attacking mid. Like he was literally playing every position that game. And I'm like, yo, I don't see how after the game, he was still like, you know, granted we lost, but he was still like just walking around, like, hey, hey guys, like me? Oh that would have had to stretch me out of that field. Uh, <laughs> I would have like, needed two oxygen tanks. <laughs> it would have been a wrap. <laughs> Ain't no, yeah. no way. That's the joy of being uh, 24, 25 years old. Oh, yeah, man, exactly. Um, so Matt, you were up next with our probably number two goalkeeper. Yeah, so uh, we picked up Austin Visa this off season. Uh, he was with uh, another guy we picked up from Orlando City B. Uh, so them uh, folding has helped us out quite a bit. Uh, it's really been a good pipeline for the team over the years. We picked up Joey Gallardo from there. Uh, Scott Look. Thompson you know, took a little uh, break down there. We brought him back from there. Riley Kraft who came from OCB. Uh, so. OCB's been good to us, uh, you know, and especially the last couple of years, they've uh, 
donated some points to us as well, so I'll miss them on that level. But uh, ha- happy to take their good players, and Aviza certainly was one of those good players. Uh, so you know, he was, you know, their primary goalkeeper last year. He's uh, he's six two. He's uh, you know, twenty four years old. You know, uh, last year was his first year as a pro. He he bounced around a lot in college. Started at Syracuse, transferred to UConn, and then transferred again to Providence for his last year when he was uh, you know, doing his post grad year. Are uh, all three so, of those schools rivals? Yeah, I mean, ACC <laughs> to whatever UConn was in at that time. I think the American or whatever. You know, the Big East, yeah, and the Providence. Yeah, is then the Big East. So whatever. It, they're all close to each other. They're all you know, cold places that nobody should actually want to live. But uh, you know, <laughs> whatever, good for him. Uh, you know, and then you know, he's on his way down to Orlando. He's up here now. Uh, last year, he tied for the you know USL league lead in saves with Akira. You know, so. Uh, you know, you figure, all right, you know, he was down in Orlando. He didn't play every game for them. They, you know, rotated in, you know, a couple other guys, you know, coming down from the first team and all that too. But, uh, you know, in the games he played, uh, look, there wasn't a lot of good things to say about Orlando last year. You know, he was pretty consistently, you know, one of the only positives, you know, that any review of uh, Orlando would be last year would have to say. Uh, and he's a guy who, you know, if Akira, you know, gets a little injury, you know, if something happens, I'm fully confident in Aviza's ability to be able to you know, step in and be able to you know, play, you know, with the first team you know, right now. I think he's somebody who's you know comfortable enough with the ball with his feet. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like he's you know at the same level as Akira, who you know might as well be you know kind of like a extra sweeper out there half the time with you know how he likes to play you know with the ball on the ground. Uh, but he's perfectly capable. It's not like you know he's you know some old you know stereotypical 1970s goalie who can only punt it in do nothing else, you know, with his feet. Uh, so uh, I think he's going to be you know, good for us. I wouldn't be surprised if he does, you know, get you know, a couple games here or there. Uh, I have a suspicion he's probably you know, signed with an eye to the future. Uh, you know, Kira is getting up there in years. You know, Visa's you know, uh, 24. He's still got a couple years till he's even in his goalkeeping prime. Uh, so wouldn't be surprised if you know the idea is to be able to you know, groom him, you know, to become uh, you know the first choice, you know whether it's next year or, you know, a couple years down the road. Yeah, I think that was one of my bigger concerns last year. Shanir kind of still jokes me about it, but I think, like, we needed a backup to Akira because um, he is getting up there in age. You know. um, now he's also the goalkeeper coach, so I like Aviza. Um, this is all I got. Yeah, and uh, we, we saw the, you know, one half of the season, one half of one game last season when, you know, Akira was out. Uh, opening day, you know, against Greenville, you know, when, you know, he got hurt, he kind of got through the rest of the first half and we were all seeing the season flash before our eyes. Uh, and yeah, thankfully he got, he got back and got back to his ways, but, uh, good to have depth, right? Yeah. You can never go wrong with too much depth, especially after what we went through last year. I think, like, Union Omaha, we won the game, but, like, half the team got hurt. So, yeah, it's good to have that. Um, so, I am up next. I have Mr. Uh, Cameron Vickers. Real quick before I go to his breakdown, um, you guys want to guess how many teams he's played for before he came to Richmond? Well, he's played for a ton of USL teams. Like, yeah, I know he was with Dayton. I think he was with uh, – one of those West Coast you know, teams. Uh, I don't know which mm-hmm. variation of you know Orange County, LA Blues. I, he might have been with one of those Phoenix teams out there. He's played for a lot of them. Uh, 
a lot. <laughs> How many do you say is in there? Yeah, maybe like eight. Um, he has played for twelve. Um, he spent the longest time in the Harrisburg City Islanders, if you remember them. Um, but this is the thing about Cam. He can play on either wing. Um, he loves to play in space. He loves to play players that are behind, so he's is a distributor. Don't expect him to score. He probably is gonna have more like assist to the assist kind of plays. Um he's more of a distributor connecting piece. Um he's a flare player, so he'll try stuff. He may or may not call, but he's gonna try it. Doesn't matter. Um the only negative really is that he's 32 years old already. So it's the question of whether or not is he here just to solely be like a backup and kind of, you know, train and help guys progress like um like Neil or like Bolognos and players like that. Um or is he more solely more or less just a player? Like is he gonna be a day out starter? That's my, my more of my concern. Um and the other thing about it is I can see him starting on the bench and being like a late substitute for us, but I'm not sure. Yeah, hold on. Let me tell yeah, you right here. Read you wrote. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. You bring him up there. I just saw your notes, yeah. so that's why. But yeah. Yeah, I think with some, yeah, I mean, I think with you know, Vickers, like, he, he's going to be you know, a squad player, I think, most likely. You know, a guy that can fill in in you know, the midfield wherever needed, uh, you know, spot start here and there. But I think he's probably going to be you know, more of a energy guy off the bench. I mean, he's still quick. He can still move. You know, so it's not a, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, A, I don't like the you know, idea of the general concept of 32 is old. I mean, I get it. You know, but it's personally offensive to me. <laughs> you know, well, old in terms uh, of like soccer players, like thirty-two year most guys are like already like I'm about to retire. I I got you. I'm just, just you know, having a moment. Uh, I do love his bleach blonde hair though. That is pretty dope. Yeah, I, I can't tell if it's like bleach is sometimes even looks a little like silver or something. So I don't know, you know what's uh, going on there. But but yeah, uh, yeah, he, he's uh, another one I can appreciate. He's got a little bit of actual taste with his uh, flow going. Right now, it's not just a regular boring. So, <laughs> Shanir just texted us and told us that his dog smacked his laptop off the table, so he'll be back shortly. Um, <laughs> so, in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and finish out with my last person. The player that I'm most excited to see is Mr. Neil Vignols. Uh, he is from Barcelona, Spain. So, you know, he grew up around the era of Tiki Taka. Um, he played for our regional rivals as USLE one would like to say, um, in South Georgia Tormenta. He's played in 34 appearances, 29 starts. He had an 88 pass completion last year, four goals, one assist. And he's also the reason why we are – we. he's part of the reason why we're not in the final uh, because he pretty much set up the assist that knocked us out and beat us one nothing at home. Um, but I'm, from watching his highlights, he, to me he is a very – how can I put this? I would okay. I know this might sound like blasphemy. He's not. He's not like Messi, but he reminds me of how like Messi plays with Messi's in the midfield. Like he's not going to do too much defensive work, but he's going to create like a lot of pockets of space for people around him. Like he's going to draw a defender with him to open up space for someone else. You get what I'm saying? I think so. I mean, I, I think that the trouble with the Messi comparison is 
you know, he, I mean, he's not a dribbler like that. He's more of a guy who, you know, helps yeah. move the ball a lot more. So, I mean, I would, you know, think if you're going to, you know, a messy type comparison, you go to one of his, uh, you know, one of his compatriots, oh, not compatriots, that's the wrong word, one of his uh, former teammates there, you know, Xavi or an Iniesta, you know, type, I think, it, you know. Plus, more Xavi. I would say he's more like Xavi. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, he's not Xavi. He's not one of the world's greatest all-time players. Uh, but if you're thinking, you know, <laughs> he's Xavi elite general, world. That's the difference. Yeah, and I'll I would be happy to take that. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, I think he he can be good. Uh, I think the midfield's going to get crowded you know, pretty fast. You know, too, because yeah. you got you know him, you got Zaka, you got Victor, you got Emmy, probably you got you know, plenty of you know other you know guys with talent now that we've brought up and other returning guys too. So there's going to be competition for places. So I don't know if he's going to be a every week starter, but I think he's he's going to be a guy who's going to be able to you know, make a considerable impact when his number does get called. Yeah, that's the one thing I was looking around. It's like, how is Derek going to fit all these pieces in and give time to guys? Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited to see him. Like, I think he was a player, um, Nelvinos, that outside of who's the other South Georgia player? They're attacking midfielder. I can't think of his name right now. It's escaping me. Mark, but those Mark are two players in South. Yes. Those are the two players that if I could take anyone and put them onto Richmond in like the last five or so games, it would have been those two. Like it, it would have done so much. But I'm glad we got him from out under South Georgia's nose. Um he's a player I'm really excited about. So I'm gonna stop talking and uh, I'm gonna pass it back over to who has Chris Cole? Is it you, Matt? Yeah, I got him. All right, yeah. So I'll let you talk about it. All right, so, so Chris Cole uh, hasn't actually, you know, officially signed with the team yet. Uh, the team announced a few weeks ago that him and a couple other guys that we're going to talk about here, uh, you know, are you know basically on trial with the team through preseason. Uh, so Chris, uh, he's a defender, uh, kind of a left back center back hybrid you know, sort of guy. I think he's probably more comfortable at center back if I had to you know, take a guess just based off of you know, his movements and everything. But uh, he can play left back too. He's, you know, six one. Uh, you know, he's you know, went to Seattle Pacific, you know, for college, played with a you know, big surprise here for anyone who follows the team. Played with the Sounders U23, you know, at one point uh, because you know, Darren was there. So that's uh, part of the, you know, Darren Swatsky continued Washington State pipeline, you know, coming to Richmond. Uh, you know, you think we have, makes sense that Richmond has a Washington pipeline, just maybe not that Washington pipeline. Uh, you know, so uh, I think if he, you know, if he, you know, ends up making the team, I think he's going to be, you know, uh, a depth defender, somebody who can be able to you know, step in. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if there's any, you know, guys from recent years that he especially reminds me of. Uh, so, all right, this is, this is not a great comparison, yeah, but think about, uh, you know, when we'd have Troyer playing left back. Now, imagine if Troyer was actually left footed playing left back. Yeah, because that was always my big issue with him is that you know, he couldn't really get up the line very you know, well then because you know, he was he was really right footed, you know, solid defender, you know, good guy. Uh, I think he thrived a lot more when he got moved into the middle of the field, you know, uh, you know, later on in his career. You know, Cole's, uh, you know, kind of similar body mechanics in that way, you know, except he's actually left footed, so you know, it looks a little bit uh, you know, more natural out there on that side. So not a perfect comparison. I don't I don't think Chris Cole is on a Braden Troyer level quite yet in his career, you know, but that's, yeah. You know, at least if you're looking for kind of a, 
visual for your mind of what he looks like out there. That's probably the closest I can get to right now. If he's anything like Troy, we're probably going to like him a lot. Well, <laughs> like Troy's probably already signed, right? Uh, maybe. I mean, did he sign yet? No, I don't think he did yet, did he? It hasn't been announced yet if he did. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, look, we'll never know with the kickers. If they haven't released these jerseys yet, we'll probably <laughs> never know. Um, Engineer, you are last up with Mr. Sam Solomon. All right, there we go. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, there wasn't really much on Sam Solomon. Uh, it's not, um, he scored two goals. Uh, he's an attacker, so this is another one that we could, that maybe will come in as uh, attacking depth to make sure that you know we're not scrambling for strikers if you know players were to get injured left and right. Um, so I'm I'm hoping to see at least some of him this season. Because if we can see some of him, then we can see, all right, is he one for the future? Is he one, you know, that's going to remain as a reserve? Uh, we don't know. So I, I want to see at least some of him this season in order to be able to make that decision for myself. Yeah, that's the thing about players that uh, that are undone. You can't watch them in preseason. You have no idea who they are. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a man bun. He's got a man. Oh. Ah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, hey. that's all I got for you. Hey, that, that's probably all we got for you, too. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, and, Matt, you got some news of some <laughs> other players that might be signing up with the club? Some might be signing, might be a you know, stretch too far, but I figure if we're talking about you guys who are with the team you know, preseason-wise, might as well you know, finish off the list. So, uh, one other guy who I'm assuming he's on trial, I don't really know you know this but he's you know been with you know the team in practice and everything and to the point where uh he's been at least been in the background of some photos and you know, we know that you know when the team puts photos out there on social media they are very picky about what shows up in them so i figure if you're showing up in them all right so uh defender his name's max lane uh couldn't find a ton about him online to be totally honest uh you know I, so i don't know if he's an academy you know guy who's you know practicing up with the team i mean he, he looks young uh, so it's possible that you know, could be you know, the case, uh, but he looks to be you know, kind of a uh, all-purpose uh, you know, defender. You know, he can you know, play you know, anywhere across the line. Uh, it might be a little bit on the shorter side, so I don't know if you perfect world want him in the middle, but he might be able to be depth on you know, either the outside back position. Uh, so just want to be able to again you know, be thorough, finish out the list if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Engineer, I'm sorry. I had to forget you have one more person so you can finish out with Nate. Yeah, we've got Nathan Ani, um, originally from Washington State. He's 24 years old, so another young guy. Um, one we took from the overhyped. Uh, we took from Union Omaha. Um, he's a center back, a big center back, six foot four. So definitely a towering presence on set pieces and, and whatnot. Um, and yes, yeah, so basically you're looking at a center back who's good, good on set pieces. He'll carry the ball out of the back if he needs to. Um, he has a decent turn of pace for a guy his size from what I saw of his highlights. And uh, um, he's a very, very good 
tackler. I mean, he knows exactly when to go down, when to when to stick that leg out, when to stab for the ball. Um, uh, so basically, I'm I'm looking at. I mean, he has he has a decent amount of energy, but he still has the composure of a center back. So uh, I like that. I like someone who has that energy, has that passion, but can still keep their head in the crazy moments. So hopefully he can do that for us. Um, Matt, out of if you saw him play at all in preseason, how do you see him fitting in as a center back on the squad? Yeah, I think he's going to be you know, really be a good fit. Uh, I think I don't know if there's a ton of difference between him and uh, you know Chrysler Chrysler. I don't know how to say uh, his name yet. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Ani looks a lot. Bigger. I, I know they're both listed the same size, but he, he's one of those guys who just looks big. Uh, you know, I don't know a better way to you know, be able to describe it. But he uses his you know, size very well, uh, you know, too. So he's not you know just your stereotypical you know lumbering giant. You know, in the back, he can you know, be able to move around. He, he plays. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Darren's not going to bring anybody who doesn't you know, play the ball well out of the back and just hoofs it or anything. So he can you know, be able to contribute well in that regard. But uh, yeah, he'll put he'll put his body on you. So uh, I think I, he hasn't given me any reason not to feel comfortable with him if he has to step in, you know, to the field and you know, partner up with Ivan. Yeah, they're like the Wonder Twins back there, right? Him and Chrysler. Like, aren't they both like six four? Yeah, well, at least listed. Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need him for four. the pickup basketball game at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, yep. we're gonna need him. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the wrap-up on the news players coming in. So, Kickers fans, um, hit us up on social medias. Let us know what player you're excited about seeing. You know, we've kind of already told you who our predictions are this year, but hit us up and let us know who you're excited to see this year. So, with that being said, with the news guys, there's also returning guys. And unlike years past where I think there was, like, a good three-year period, (laughs) we were flipping this team around like a new car every Sunday. Like, it was very hard to keep to see the same team year to year. Um, but we have returned, correct me if I'm wrong, I think 12 guys. Let me count here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I can't count. That's why my wife, the math teacher, I'm not. It's 13 new guys. <laughs> I mean, 13 returning guys. So starting off, of course, is Akira Fitzgerald, uh, Ivan Magales, Ian Antley, Matt Bulldog, Stanley Alves, oh, Alex Anderson, Luke Pavone, Zev. Is back and I'm very happy to see him come back. Um, yeah. Jonathan Bolognos, Victor Flack, Mumbai, Emiliano, Emiliano, and Devontae DeBulls. So it's good to see at least the two guys that got hurt, and then we didn't really get to see a lot from them. Darren brought them back in because he saw something. And Zeb is the one who I really thought, like, oh, I, th- I said O'Alex, didn't I? Olex. All right, I said something. Olex? I thought it was O'Alex for the longest. And that's what you brought you on the show for, Matt. I'ma just call him Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) I'ma call him by his last name. Um, (laughs) Mr. Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brian Francisco look currently, by the way. He is. He is. Yeah, I saw that. That that hair is (laughs) golden. Yeah. So for all you uh, younger folks, you know, listening, Cisco, popular, uh, you know. R&B rap artist from the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, well known for always having you know, his uh, head, you know, dyed, painted, you know, kind of a 
goldish or silver color. And a very song maybe, about women's underwear. A very yeah, popular song. Maybe for a couple songs that might not play well in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, the funny thing is that song was actually they were just messing around in the studio. They weren't serious about that, and their producer just put it out there, and they were like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> it works. Now, if, if it works, it works. If it works, it works. Yeah. It's up there with Bootylicious. That one was the, was Destiny's Child messing around in the studio, and now it's in the dictionary. <laughs> that's that's just. <laughs> this is also true. God, oh, that God. whole era of music. First of all, rest in peace to DMX. Yeah, that whole era of music does, was like wild growing up because. There were certain things you knew you couldn't say, but you said it anyway. It was like, yeah, it works. <laughs> like, DMX is the reason why I got suspended in middle school, because I barked at the teacher after listening to Rough Riders. Yeah, it, he'll he'll make you do that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was a wild time. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm going to ask you guys this. Um, since we talked about the whole roster, who's returning, who's leaving, who's staying. Um, who's you guys starting lineup for Saturday against the Revs too? Who you guys Ooh. think is going to be starting and whatnot? I'm gonna go ahead and give you mine. Um, because I already got mine prepared. So in goal, I got Akira. Um, I have Ian, Antley, Jalen. So I'm actually going a four four two diamond. Ah. I think I think I think I think is going diamond this year. Um, and the only reason why I think that is because we don't really have an out-and-out winger. You have more or less a lot of midfielders and some strikers. So I can see him going 4-4-2, Diamond. Um, almost like Man United-esque, but maybe not. Um, so, yeah, so I have Jalen and Yvonne in the uh, center backs. I had Devontae out of left back, but, Matt, you kind of changed my opinion on that with um, – uh, now I forgot his name right now. Yeah, Ramonte. So you're not taking my bet is what I'm hearing. No, nah, I'll put Monty out there because I I don't I don't know how Devontae came back from injury yet. I don't know, so that that'll be interesting to see. I know um, Ian is cleared. I know Ian did not have surgery, so that's good to hear. Um, so in the midfield with this diamond shape at the base of the diamond, I'm gonna go Victor Flack again. Um, who I'm not gonna lie, I think he could be the captain this year. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad with it if he is captain, but I, I just want to say either. when he makes it yeah. big, yeah. I I will say this: if when he makes it big, I'm riding that coattail all the way. <laughs> I'm claiming him like he is my son. Um, and the two other parts of the diamond, I'm gonna go, um, Neil, and uh, Zach. Is it Zachariah? Not Zachariah. Why do I have Zachariah Zaka. in my head? Zaka. Zaka. I don't know why I have Zachariah. I have Zaka. I'm going to go with them. And then Emmy at the 10. Um, I'm going to go Olex. <laughs> I was messed up again. Olex. Um, as one striker. And then uh, El Tanker or Haran as the other striker. So that's mine starting lineup that we have against going against uh, Refs 2. Shanir, you want to go? All right. Um, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the the, the tried and tested uh, Akira in the back, uh, in between the sticks. Um, for just for positional purposes, 
I would feel comfortable with like a four two three one in terms of the players we have, providing with more players in that midfield. Um so yeah, so uh, in the back, Yvonne is definitely starting. And I would actually put Nathan Ani in there with him uh, at center back. Just that towering presence, that intimidating size that he would give you. And then you have Yvonne, who's, who's definitely uh, 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 has become a very refined center back. So those two in the middle, um, based off of uh, what... Uh, Matt, what Matt, what you said with regards to Monty, I'm definitely gonna be putting him in at fullback as well, um, along with Ian Antley on the other side. And like you said, uh, Elliot, I'm not sure how Devontae is gonna be coming back from this injury. We haven't seen him in a long time since like preseason of last year, which is pre-COVID. <laughs> So um, I'm going with those two as my fullbacks. Um, in the midfield, I would want two central midfielders, but one is slightly more defensive than the other. Um, so I would go with Falk and uh, uh, Zaka Moran. So those two would partner up in the midfield right in front of the center back, basically protecting the back line and also providing distribution when we're in possession. Um, I would say Bolanos and Olex on the wings. And I think I would want to see uh, Gonzalez start, Hernan Gonzalez starting up front with, um, of course, Emmy playing at the 10. All right. I guess uh, this is my turn. Yeah. So, yeah. Assuming uh, you know nothing terrible happens in the next six days. Uh, yeah, I think you know Kira seems like a safe bet in goal, right? I can't imagine anything else there. Uh, same back line. Uh, you know uh, that Elliot had. You know Monty, Ivan, uh, Jalen, you know Antley. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna look really, really bad if uh. <laughs> Monty doesn't, you know, bring it right away this year. So, uh, my man, you know, make, you know, back me up here. Uh, overall, <laughs> I, I think we're going to be yeah, exactly right. Uh, I think we're going to be in fourth, you know, it's a four, three, three though. Uh, so I think you know, midfield, you'll have, uh, you know, Victor, you'll have Zaka, you'll have Emmy, and then, uh, you know, the three up front, probably her out in the middle, uh, Bolanio over on one side and, uh, I'm going to go Baldick on the other. Matt's gonna hate me so much because I forgot him. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's there's options though. His, you, you know, uh, like you guys both picked, you know, Olek. I didn't, you know, necessarily you know, pick him. You know, this time I, uh, you know, none of us said you know, Pavone. He could easily slide in at you know, a couple of those you know, spots. Uh, you know, I'm, I left off you know Vignal's. Uh, you know, he's he somebody who could probably be able to you know, contribute. Uh, so. The fact that we can be able to, you know, none of us said Stanley Alves. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, he was another one I was thinking about. I, I would want to see him coming off the bench early on in the season to develop, you know, maybe and maybe later on starting. But uh, it's basically when you look at every stage, like defense, midfield, attack, we have so many options in all three, exactly. which is 
a breath of fresh air with regards to being a Kickers fan right now. So also this year, you can also see like three in the back, which is something we were tra- we I thought we were going to see last year, but obviously we didn't have the, the depth in midfield. But that's oh, obviously what right. you can see. Um, well, I mean, oh, you got, got the Twin Towers back, back there. <laughs> yeah, you got the basically, yeah, yeah, exactly. You said the Twin Towers. <laughs> yeah, yeah so see what they can do. Yeah, but you got, <laughs> if you do that, though, you got, you know, okay, you know, them two and, you know, Ivan, and then what if, what if somebody gets hurt? Then are you changing the shape or are you dropping somebody else in? We'll get to I that mean, point when we get to that point. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like, you look at someone like Monty. Monty can play center back if in a pinch if he needs to. And if we need to pull Devontae in so that Monty can cover for a center back, he would do the, do- he yeah. would do the job. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah. I think it's, I think the team fits a lot better for a four-back, though, than a three-back. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's much better, suited. Much better. I think Darren is going – so, we're going to go into it now. Um. What's the one pro or con of this year's team that you look here you have? Um, so now I'll let you go first. Uh, the pro, I already mentioned it, the depth in literally every stage of the field, uh, defense, midfield, attack, we have options. And even at goalkeeper, we have a tested USL League One goalkeeper uh, as who can who can come in for Akira if need be. Um, so that 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 that's great. I mean, literally, we can see a different combination of a front three every week uh, with the players we have. Um, the negative I'm thinking is I wouldn't say is a negative, but more of a tentative negative because I'm not quite sure is do we have a tested goal scorer? And I'm not quite sure that we have a tested goal scorer yet. Yes, Emmy was our leading goal scorer. Yes, he was MVP. But I do not feel that it is a good thing to have, have your your MVP, your top goal scorer, be a midfielder. If your top goal scorer is a striker, just in the general nature of the game, he's going to score more goals than a midfielder if he's on. And I'm just not quite sure. I mean, I may be proved wrong literally day one. And if I am, I will be happy to put my hand up and say I was wrong. But from right now, I'm not seeing anyone who's showing that they are a lights out. They are a goal scoring machine. And if we have that with this team that we have, if we can have at least one goal scoring machine, we're winning the league. I like hands down with the depth that we have. And I mean, with the way Darren has made this team work last season, we have what it takes. It's the goals, the goals I need. I need to be convinced more on the goals. Yeah. yeah. Matt, I'll let you go next. Yeah, so I think uh, – so my pro is I think the goals are going to come. I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. You know, these guys, you know, you're going to be able to bomb forward. I think they're going to be exciting, you know, to watch. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I don't think we're going to get you know, shut out, you know, very often, if at all, you know, this year. Uh, so – I think that's you know, definitely the pro. I think it's going to be a very exciting brand of soccer to watch. Uh, you know, I don't I don't have cons the right way to put it, but uh, you know I think you know what you have to look out for you know, this year is okay. Yeah, there might have been some extenuating circumstances last year, but yeah, you know, team fell off a cliff at the end of the year. 
last year. Okay, maybe a little bit of his injury, maybe a little bit of it, you know, uh, you know, might be you know, uh, just weird times, everything COVID related. But you know, can they you know overcome you know that you know hump you know, this time around? You know, because you know, they were all all but locked down, not unless everything you know, fell apart around them, and everything fell apart around them at the end of last year. So uh, that's the only you know thing in the back of my mind you know, right now is you know uh, are they you know able to build upon that? Are they able to grow from that from last year and be able to keep that uh, kind of, you know, put on the accelerator. Yeah. Um, so my pro with this team, like you guys, we've been alluding to, is definitely the depth of this team. Um, it's good to see that we got depth in all, all three phases of the squad. I think another thing, too, is I think Darren has done a great job of bringing in veterans, but also young players that can contribute to the team. Because you never want to get a team that's too old where – you know, they only give you one good year, and the next year is like, all right, we got to blow this thing up. You don't want to get a team like super, super young, because like we saw last year, a lot of our more skilled players and attackers, why did they weren't used to that big moment? Um, so it's good to see Darren's kind of figured out that balance. My only concern, really, with this team is I want to see Darren have a backup plan um, to more of last year, because last year we were kind of low possession, really. I want to say low block, but it wasn't it wasn't like we were dictating a lot of games. We got a lot of games dictated to us. So I want to see Darren be able to dictate games a little bit more. And I want to see us have another option outside of Emmy. You know, someone else step up to be that goes for almost what you were saying yesterday. Um so we're gonna go into our last segment. And I'm not thinking about these a lot. Literally, I have these questions right now. Um I've actually got from one bold prediction and one very, very specific prediction for this year. So who wants to go first? Matt, I'll let you go I'll, first. I can jump in. <laughs> All right. I mean I've already turned a couple out there with uh you know you know I think earlier I said you know, uh Zach is gonna lead the you know team in yellows. Uh so I don't know if that, I don't know if that's specific enough you know, for you. Oh that's very specific. <laughs> All right. Uh and you know, certainly I threw out there that uh you know Monty's a one-year enrichment guy because uh, we'll, we'll take that stuff for one-year enrichment guy because you know he's our next guy who we're actually going to be able to you know, sell and you know, be able to move on. Okay, okay. Shanae, what you got for me? All right, bold prediction: we're winning all our derbies. So the, oh. the, health, insur- the health insurance cup and the Henny Derby, we're winning them all. You can't begin the game against North Carolina. You got North Carolina as well in there now. Uh, we'll see if that turns into a derby. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if they're the closest does, team to us regionally. If it does, we're winning that too. We're winning that too. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my hot take. That's my bold prediction. Darbies, watch out. We're winning them. Um, All right. Specific prediction. Um. Hmm. I think probably after a tiny bit of a slow start this season, uh, I can pit Olex to score at probably close to the double digits in goals this season. Oh, okay. Okay, all right, all right. So for me, um, my bold prediction is we are going to drop 
four goals at least twice this year. We're going to have at least two games of at least four goals. Because uh, last year, I, I think those, we I only had one. City Stadium and we're there. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. Because um, last year, we only had one game in which we scored more than one goal. So I think this year, we're going to get at least two games with at least four goals scored. Um, and my very, very specific prediction is man, I think Austin is our number one goalkeeper by the end of the year. Okay. I think he's the number one by the end of the year. I think, I think it's going to – I don't know if it's going to be because of injury to care or anything. I think Austin's going to play at a – like he's going to get games and he's going to play up to a certain level and it's going to be like, all right, let, let, let him go. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like Dean Henderson and David De Gea. Like both of them are good goalkeepers, but you can tell like it's Dean Henderson time. And I think it's yeah. gonna be that same point with Austin. I think they're gonna recognize like, all right, go close almost it out for us, son. Almost made it through one of these without having to talk about Manchester United. We almost did. But it was the only comparison I could think about at the time. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else. <laughs> um, almost made it. We almost did. Uh <laughs> Yeah, um, I, mean, else? I, don't, I don't think there's any other high-profile team that has that situation where the standing second goalkeeper is really taken over. I mean, you can say Mendy, but he was bought in to replace Kepa. Like, <laughs> so yeah. it's like you can't really – there's not really much. Yeah, like, Zach Steffen is not <laughs> is definitely not unseating uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, Ederson. Ederson. I mean, yeah. It's nothing. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Um. Oh, one last name. We totally forgot about that. About it. um. Kickers Plus. Any thoughts on it? How you guys feel about it? Yes. No. Maybe so. Possibility. Too soon to say. Yeah. What about you, Shanae? Yeah, I, I, I'd say the same. Too soon to say. I want to see what what things look like, and it, it's really hard to 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 gauge it especially with how weird this season might be with being the season after COVID. So um, it's too, we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yes. Same here. It's good to see the kickers try something different and try something new. It's good to see them kind of going out of comfort zone after we've been active for multiple years to do something different. Um, Now we're just hoping for the jerseys to release, not, to see him on opening day. Um, so with that being said, Kickers fans... I feel like, I feel like this is a, t- a sore spot for you, Elliot. It is, Look, because last, I'm really like... Year, I really want these jerseys to drop. Like, I got the money saved up, man. Yes, and last year, we actually were able to talk about the kit before the first game. Like... Yes. Before... Well, before the first game was supposed to be scheduled. Yeah, right. I, yeah, we man. And look, yeah. I will say this. I mean, you've talked about it as well. But last year's kit was actually the first kit in a very, very, very long time that actually had some real thought put into it. So I'm interested with to see doing it in the year two. I just don't want to see like a basic red T-shirt that looked like it came from Walmart and a basic white T-shirt that looked like it came out of like a pack of white tees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, as private needle pickup, I'm not somebody who cares as much about these things as you know, others, but uh, I, I don't care if the home jersey is kind of plain. I mean, we're a red team. You look at, you know, most teams around the world, they have their standard 
look, right? You know, yeah. They want to get creative. With, they want to get creative. With, you know the uh, you know the second New Jersey, the away one. That's I'm fine with that. I yeah. I despise more than just plain white, which is you know what you know, seemingly ninety percent of uh, you know American soccer teams do for their <laughs> alternate. You know, so that one you know goes. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You know, uh, are, are we throwing out uh, season, uh, you know, actual season predictions where we finish? Ooh, yeah. I, look, let's do it. Where do you guys top think we three, finish at in this year? Top three, easy. Top three, easy. Which about you, Matt? I have, I have faith in Darren. <laughs> uh, I want, I'm going to put us in the top two. I think we'll get that uh, first round by in the playoffs. Not sure yet if we're you know, get up to one. I mean, obviously Greenville, you know, still probably going to be you know quite good uh you know as much as you know, we don't want to you know, hear it omaha is probably going to you know, still be you know, pretty decent i'm not as sold on them uh necessarily but uh i think all the pieces are there that we can finish top two and you know with the playoffs being six teams now there is that added incentive to finish second into the third yeah yeah um so for me i'm gonna go i'll go top four um i think we definitely get a home playoff game this year if, if it was six teams last year, we would have had a home playoff game. But also, I think uh, we repeat that as well. Get a home playoff game. I believe the minimum. I believe that's the minimum expectation is a home playoff game. I think that's right. the thing the kickers definitely push for. I don't think uh, f- finishing fifth or sixth in the playoffs is acceptable. I don't think that's acceptable enough. I think the team is too good, um, too well covered to be in that spot. If we're in fourth or third and we're fighting for that second or first place, then definitely I'll go for it. Um, but yeah, man. Anything else for you guys before we wrap up? Buy your tickets. You know, it's going to be a fun time you know, this oh, yeah. year. Uh, you know, t- t- you know, they're available, but they're limited since, uh, what are we at right now? 30% capacity, but you know, for state rules, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I so, think, so. I think we're at 30 I, by June. There's, there's talks of pushing it up to 40 or 50. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, being able to go do stuff outside and, you know, being allowed to is, you know, fun you know what better place to do it than city stadium definitely exactly exactly also that's that's what i definitely missed from from last year not i mean the the couple of games that i did go to um with everything being so restricted and whatnot it's taken away from the passion from the love of the game and, and i really 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 hope that this season you know, things move forward with COVID, things move forward with all of that so that we can get to the point where we're back we're back to being in the stadium together, enjoying those moments, going insane and crazy in the stadium like we used to. Because I look at some of those old footage of, of the Red Army at games and I'm like, I miss that. I miss that. I miss that insane mayhem that we bring <laughs> to the kickers game. Yeah, most definitely, man. I really miss it as well. Also, if you have it, make sure, uh, if you can, get your COVID shots. Uh, I believe they're doing shots at the Richmond Raceway, I believe I last saw, and a couple of other spots around the city. Um, Have either one of y'all got any shots yet? I've gotten both of my shots because I'm a teacher. Have you guys got any shots yet? Got round one done. Not yet. Yeah. So, you know, definitely so we can get things back on track to being normal. Uh, Get your shots. Also, still wear a face mask because even though you get your shots, you can still get sick. So be safe. Don't be sorry. And let's be real. Makes a lot of us. Let's be real. Face masks make a lot of us look better. 
So yeah, it does. Works out. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of us look better. <laughs> um, so yeah, man. Also, I wanted to tell the listeners this: Matt will be Matt is a prominent part of the show. Uh, he is our other co-host now, so it's three of us. It's no longer just the two of us. And Matt yeah. is also a writer, so Matt is working on. You want to go on and tell the listeners what you're working on, or you want to wait and just drop it on them, like how they're going to do the jerseys? Uh, I'll put it out there that that way. I'll actually be held accountable for it. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, you know, real life happens and you get distracted. Uh, work on you know a couple of things right now. You know, trying to do uh, put something together a little bit. Of, uh, I made reference to Zaka being the first to wear number six since Rob. Uh, Austin Cosby's wearing thirteen. That's Lee's old number. You know, Hernan's wearing nineteen. That's Mike Burke's old number. All of those are uh, you hadn't been worn since those guys wore them. So you you try to get a little something together about that. Uh, you know, not all going to be serious stuff. Like uh, you, you've heard me you know, comment on seemingly everybody's hair. I might you know try to do something you know, goofy about that. You know, during you know the course of the season, you know, just kind of you know, breaking down. Uh, you know, how, who's looking good out, out on the field? Not just not just you know, playing style, but who's just you know who's looking good. <laughs> exactly, because I, I can see it now. Hernan, let that hair's got the hair's gonna go part way through the season. Is unless it's there for aerodynamics, it gotta go. <laughs> it's gotta go. Just gotta take go. it all off. Just take it all off. <laughs> 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 I, I think that's the part of the show where we need to wrap up because we are getting delirious. Um, so, listen, as always, you can uh, follow the show on River City 93 on social media, at Twitter, and on YouTube as now. Um, you can follow Matt at RVA is Red. You can follow me at Young McLovin. Shanir doesn't tweet, so don't bother following him because he ain't tweeting. Um, Not really. No. I'll tweet yeah. through the, the, the River City 93 app occasionally once in a while, but yeah, that is. Yeah, that's about it. So, as always, yeah. listeners, the first game is February 17th against Rev 2 at 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus. Also, CBS, uh, I think 6.3. I think that checks out. And as always, guys, thank you guys for listening. We'll holler at you later. Keep us on the good side, guys. Peace.